0: We good? Morning everyone. Good morning. How's everybody? Good. Really good? Good. I'm also really good. We're also really good. It is amazing to be here. Holy smokes. I think when we left, were we in Compassionate Heart? We? Wow. And then when you guys went to the bridge. And now we're here in the oh oh. Mallory, are we okay? Alright. To my mouth. We don't have microphones in Zambia. We have our voice. Um, man, it's just so amazing to see that all of the incredible things happening through restoration. Um, and, and this unity toward, with Bethel. This is huge. This is something that's new um, that we, that, that's, that's happened since we've been gone. And I just think it's so amazing to have two churches from, from, from different backgrounds worshiping and united together under the same God. Amen? And in, in Africa, we have this proverb that says, you can go fast alone, but you can go far together. And I think that's how the church needs to be moving forward in America. We've, we've seen, since we've left, we've, we, I think America coming back has, has gotten a bit more maybe dark since we've left. But in, in that same darkness, also the Lord's light shines brighter. And I think there's just so many amazing things that are popping up all around our country, all around our state where it's just like pockets of just bright, shining light for Jesus that's, that's spreading across the midst of, 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 of a dark country. Um, so it's huge. Um, we're just so thankful. We're so amazed um, and just blessed and thank, thank, thankful to like, come back for two weeks and just be welcomed home as much as we had. I mean, it makes us feel less far from, from home. Does that make sense? Yeah. We love it. Well... Things are going good in Zambia. Um, we got some, oh, okay, well here, I'm Austin. This is my wife, Tate. My beautiful, incredible, dashing. Okay, not too much. <laughs> did I say beautiful? Wife, Tate. Um, we're from, we're from Zealand. We met in high school and um, kind of graduated high school. The Lord put on our heart to, am I, am I okay? Ooh, all right. Move it up to my mouth, Mallory. It keeps falling. It keeps falling. Let me just see the handheld. Is that better? Let me turn this off. Go go full African on you. Um Yeah, so things are things are going good in Zambia. We we left a year ago to to do something called chief chaplaincy. And I've been in, I've been in uh, Zambia since 2016, and most of that time was in the, the villages. So living in the, in the traditional structure with, with mud huts and, and grass roofs out, in the, out in, in the villages, like in the bush. Like they've never heard Jesus before. They've, it, it's very primitive. They live like how they did, like Jesus lived 2,000 years ago, um, which is, is so cool. And living out in the villages and being with the people. I uh, understood that there, there's a structure that they have in their communities that we don't have in, in, in the States, which is the, in Zambia, you have, you have the people, but then you have the tribes of the people, and they're all united by certain tribes. And the people, they, they, re, they have chiefs, and the chiefs are like the father of the entire tribe. They're the leader of the entire tribe, and the whole tribe follows and does whatever the chief does and so living in in these remote communities um in in the villages and seeing the traditional structure and and ministering and evangelizing i saw that the the chief was like the rudder to a ship and if we could somehow change the rudder the rudder of the ship towards jesus then we could change the whole the whole people as well amen and so um we started something called the, the, a chief chaplaincy, which basically is, is putting a, a man of God um, as the right-hand man to the chief. So the chief selects a man of God that can be his, his right-hand man, um, and then he disciples him over and over. So yeah, I think we have some pictures. I mean, we're, we're, we're missionaries coming back. Oh, this is our house, by the way. We have a thatched roof. Um, our roof is made of grass So when it rains, it leaks a lot But we heat our water with fire Which is cool, we have to build a fire and In order to take a shower um, Let me show you a chief So this is a chief, this is actually Chief Ashima um, And this is like what our Traditional leaders look like, they're traditional chiefs So they're everything that you can think of When you think of Africa as like where we live um, Like where, where we live In Zambia, oh yeah, here's another chief You can see, you can probably just stop there I'll talk about the chiefs for a little bit uh, you can see, like, he's got the leopard skins on him, and, like, it's cool. It's like, what do you think of Africa? Like, where we live, driving to the grocery store, you often have to stop and, and wait for elephants to cross the road. Dave, you know how that is. We were, we were driving to, the, to take you to the airport to fly back to the States. I think, Bill, you were there, too. And, and Dave gets out of the car, walks up to the elephant, starts taking a picture and the elephant starts getting mad and like starts like flapping his ears. And Dave's just like, "Oh, I got the... and he's looking through the phone and looking at the picture and the elephant's like getting ready to charge. I'm like, Dave, 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 Dave! And then we kiss out and we ran. But like where we live, it's classic, classic Africa. Um, and we, we work with the chiefs and we've just had incredible, incredible success with the chiefs when when we landed um the chief chaplaincy program it's it's only like four or five years old and in this past year we've we've trained um over a hundred chaplains for almost all the chiefs across Zambia Zambia has 288 chiefs in the whole whole nation and only 36 of them do not have a chaplain yet amen it's huge that means that well 256 that means 256 chiefs representing the majority of the 17 million people in Zambia have a man of God by their side to disciple them, to pray for them, to create unity amongst the different churches in their area. I mean, we're just seeing revival in, 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 in the traditional structure, in, in, in the chaplains, in, in the villages, and, and most of all, in, um, in the people of, of Zambia, which is huge. Um.
1: Mallory, you can go next. There's some pictures of our chaplains. I can keep going. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a picture of our chaplains, a class that we graduated this past year. And so that's what our chaplains look like with all their certificates. Excited to go and serve their chief and, and be a chaplain.
0: You probably really go to the next picture, too. Is that? There's your bicycles, guys. There's your bikes. I think... Dave told me that we got 30 more bicycle, 39, 39 more bicycles. So um, we're going to be purchasing. We fly back on Tuesday. We've got another big training. There's one of our chaplains. So this is his house here. You can see like what a village looks like. It's mud walls and thatched roof. And but I mean, guys, with with all of our chaplains, I want to I want to equip them with a bicycle and a Bible. And guys, an on fire man of God with his bicycle in Africa is unstoppable. Amen. <laughs> so yeah, what's the next picture? Oh, yeah, those are more provincial chaplains. So we've, we've created a, um, a sustainable structure for our chaplains. So right now we have 256 active chaplains in Zambia. And these, what we've created is, is chaplains that are in charge of, of, of the chaplains in their province. So Zambia is split into 10 provinces, like the U.S. is split up into 50 states. And our, our chaplains have kind of taken on, like, there will be maybe 20 to 30 chiefs in each province. And so, I mean, Tate and I, imagine having 256 employees in your company and not having any, any tiered leadership. It, it would not work, right? Um, so our chaplains, they, they're all amazing. We've equipped them all with motorbikes, and we've stipend them. And they're going around working full time, making sure that the, the chaplains in the villages are, are ministering to their chiefs. And um, that the the kingdom of God is moving forth in the chiefdoms. So that's amazing. Actually, they they sustain chaplaincy. So right now, as it is, chaplaincy is 100, besides the finances, but after that, chaplaincy is 100% sustainable by Zambians, which is huge by the locals. Uh, Tate and I, we just focus on the advancement and kind of the the overall management, but then most of all the advancement in chaplaincy. It's huge. What's the next picture? Okay, no. Okay, you can go back. You can go back to the other. Maybe, maybe go back to the chief, Chief Ashima, the one with leopard skins. Or not the leopard skins. The no, the other one before that. Yeah, that's chief. We can leave it on that. Chief Ishima is cool. Um, Dave, you actually met him too, and Bill, you met him as well. Um, we're just seeing amazing, just revival and breakthrough in Zambia. Um, yeah, and and nothing, nothing, none of, none of this would have happened. Without just with with first of all you guys being partnered in, in everything that the Lord is doing over there. And uh, most of all just being being faithful to the call of God.
1: Yeah, and it's just been awesome to see the incredible testimonies of the work of our job, And our whole job is of course first submission to to, Jesus to bring God the gospel to people. But I did get- We're going to be in verses 20 and 21. they didn't need leftovers everyone was fed and full but they had leftovers that they could take home because God did abundantly more than they could think or even imagine or I think of the the wedding where Jesus turned the water into wine he didn't just turn it into the wine that they were drinking or an average wine he turned it into the best of the best so much so that they said you have saved the best for last and and Jesus he did that more than, than we could ever think or we could ever even expect him to do he turned it into the best And so I think that we sometimes limit what God can actually do. But he can do so much more than we could ever think or imagine. And that's what we're seeing happening in Zambia through chaplaincy. I mean, a year ago, we would have never imagined that we'd be where we are now and that we'd have 256 chaplains, that Zambia would almost every chief would have a chaplain, that we'd be expanding into other nations. And uh, we want to share more about something exciting that's happening later this year in Zambia, and we would have never imagined that any of this would happen, but it's because of the Lord. He's doing more than we ever expected, or than we ever imagined, because that's who He is, and He's good to us. And Romans 8, 31 through 32 says, I'll just read it quickly, you don't have to turn there. Uh, what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare His own son, but gave Him up for us all, how will He not also with him graciously give us all things like god he he gave his own son for us like i think he could like jesus he could have just died on the cross for our sins paid for all of our sins and that been it but no he he rose again defeating sin and death so that we also can now rise again into a new life in christ we have become a new creation we are completely washed clean of all of our sins and and nothing now like it says here just in this section of Romans 8 nothing can separate us from the love of God anymore because of what Jesus has done for us and that's that's another example again God doing more than we could ever think or ask or imagine and that's what he has for us but the second part of this this verse it is it is more it is just as important if not more important so if you go back to Ephesians 3 verse 20 I'll just read the whole thing again. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all, we, all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us. I think sometimes we think God, he's out in the distance, and he's doing the work from afar, from a distance, and that when we pray to him, he'll bring it. But no. What does it say? It's the power that's at work within us. The power isn't distant. It's in, within us. The power of God that can do abundantly more than we could ever think or ask or imagine is within us. And that's something that we've seen happen in Zambia is, you know, you look at us. I mean, I remember when we first moved to Zambia and we were like, what are we doing? <laughs> we're leaving our home. We're leaving our families. We're, we're a young we, we were
0: leaving home. revival with worship in the woods. Yeah. Like we left like everything that we had built up here.
1: Yeah. We had this amazing ministry in the States. Like, what are we doing? We're, we're, we're 21 and 22, newly married. We know no, like barely anything about the chiefs. The chiefs are most of the time three times our age. How, how can we minister to the chiefs? How can we cause the gospel to move in their lives and in their chiefdoms? But it's not by our strength. It's by the power of God that is inside of us that he's able to do abundantly more than we can ask or think. And that's what God, he has for you as well. It's for all of us. And Austin briefly mentioned it, but coming back to the States after being gone for the year, we can see the shift and the changes that are happening here. And, and the world is becoming dark and it's broken. And I think even myself, a lot of times you say, oh, that means you know, Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. This is the signs of the times. He's coming back. And I think with that, a lot of us, we just kind of get into this posture where we just sit on our hands and we're just like, oh, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm saved. And I'm just going to sit and wait for Jesus to come and take me home. And, and that's everyone else's problem. But I was like wrestling with this with the Lord. And I heard him say, no, the light that is in you will shine brighter. Even as the darkness gets darkness darker, the light in you will shine even brighter. And so this is the time that we need to shine brighter for Jesus. Let the light and the power that's within us shine brighter. Um, because God, he wants to use you to do exactly what Ephesians 3 says, do abundantly more than we could ever think or imagine. And so I just hope that's an encouragement to you, that God, he has so much more planned for you, and he's going to use you in ways you can't even imagine. And as we were on the plane and I was praying about what to share, and I just feel like there's people here that there's been something that the Lord has put on your heart, to do and you've kind of been wrestling with it. Oh, I don't know if I can do this, Lord, but this, this just would be cool. But you've kind of been hesitant or coming up with excuses not to do it. But the Lord, He wants you to do it, and He's going to be with you in it, and you're going to have abundantly more happen than you could ever think or imagine. I remember when we, a lot of you know, worship in the woods. I remember when we started worship in the woods, when we started the women's and men's group that go along with that, and. The first few weeks we would set up tea and get out our Bibles and set up chairs and be ready for everyone to come to Bible study. And for weeks, no one would show up. (laughs) And we were like, God, what is happening? I want to serve you. I want to do this amazing thing for you. Why is it not working? But we remained faithful. We stuck with it because we knew this is something the Lord wanted us to do. And eventually more and more people came and fruit started to grow. And and the same with worship in the woods. The first week. We had 10, 15 people come. We had worship. It was great. It wasn't amazing. And then even afterwards, the worship leader came to us and said, "Yeah, I don't think this is gonna work. Uh, I'm out. I'm done." And we're like, "What? <laughs> Are you, Lord, is this what you want us to do? Like, we've, our guy for worship has already quit after the first week. Is this gonna actually work?" But we stuck with it. We remained faithful to the the calling the Lord put on our hearts. And now there's so much fruit coming from it. People have given their lives to Jesus. Have started evangelizing on the streets and in their schools, are, are joining ministries, are going to school to be pastors. And it's amazing to see the fruit that's come out of it. Just because we, we said, Lord, you put this on my heart, I'm going to be obedient and know and trust you. And because of that, he's done abundantly more than we could ever think or ask or imagine. And so I just hope that's an encouragement to you. If, if you have something on your heart that you feel like the Lord wants you to step into it, do it, do it, show up, he will remain faithful. He will be with you in it. And, and if, you, if you just take that first step and just watch and see, he's going to do abundantly more than you could ever think or ask or imagine.
0: Amen. We, we really are seeing revival in Zambia, in the traditional structures. These chiefs, the, the chiefs, how the government is set up is... You have like our, we have like our modern government with our taxes and currency and road system. And so we have that gov- government of the president and, and the members of parliament. And then the, it's also split in half on the other side where um, you have the chiefs. And they control all of the land and all of the people. And through, through these chiefs giving their lives to the Lord and turning away from alcohol and turning away from, from abusing their wives and, and, and endorsing witchcraft in their areas... We're seeing just massive revival take place in, in, in not just Zambia, but then all the other countries and, and, and eventually the, the continent of Africa. Um, and that's what we want to we see here. Um, how, what time do we end, Dave? Noon? Okay. All right. That sounds good. Um, we're seeing revival. We, in, in 2008, remember Gaddafi? The U.S. killed him like in 2008. Remember Gaddafi? Um, In 2008, he brought all of the traditional leaders of Africa to Libya. He flew in first class. He um, wined and dined them for a week. And at the end of this week, of this this big conference of all these massive traditional leaders and traditional chiefs on the continent, he he sat them down at a dinner. And at the end of the dinner, he said, Sign this paper, and you'll receive $5,000. And the paper said... I want to unite Africa under one nation under one currency and under one god and his name is Allah. And every chief in the nation signed the paper except our, our three Zambian chiefs that have been instrumental in this in this chaplaincy program which helped prevent the the, the whole all of Africa coming into the one nation under Gaddafi which would have been huge. So we we saw this this vision and and this um the sin of bringing all the traditional leaders together. And we thought, what if we did it again, but under the one God who is Jesus Christ? And so October 4th through 7 we're gathering all of the chiefs, all 288 chiefs on all, all the far stretches of the land, all of the kings in Zambia, and then not just in Zambia, but the kings, we have two kings from Nigeria, from Ghana, kings, king of Ghana, king of Uganda, the king of uh, Ivory Coast, Swaziland, South Sudan, um, Angola, Congo. And we're bringing the major influential African leaders together into Zambia, into Lusaka for the king of kings celebration, where we're gathering all of the kings together to celebrate the king of kings, who is Jesus Christ. Amen. If you think like, wow, that's a really big deal. It's because it is a really big deal. Uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. The Lord, it's like, we, we thought when we, when we left, we thought worship in the woods would be the biggest thing that we'd ever do. And, and now we're basically having worship in the woods for three days, October four through seven with the Kings of the continent. It's huge. Guys, revival is happening. Here, we, just even testimonies. Here's the, we we're, were able to meet at the African union building that has been newly constructed in, you know, that, that building 11. up there, this is the African union building. It was just given as a gift from, from China to Zambia, which is a whole other thing. Um, but they, we, we went to them, and we said, this is the perfect place. It hasn't been opened yet. It's actually the African Union is meeting there for the first time next week. And we went to them, and we said, hey, this is, our, this is what we want to do. Could we have your venue? Um, it's perfect for what we want to have. And they said yes, and they gave us their quotation. And their quotation was $141,000 just for the venue. And we're like, kish, that's a bit steep. <laughs> uh, like, that's our, that's our whole budget. Um, and they're like, so then we, we, we went, we left that meeting. and Then we came back and met with them about a month ago. And we prayed before the meeting. We sat down. And the head of the, the Mulungushi Center, which is this place, they, he, he has this big, big paper with his budget line items. And we, we sit down. A word hasn't been said yet. And he takes out a big black sharpie and just starts shh, sh- like crossing out all of the budget line items and then pushes the sheet forward and says something like this to bring all of our leaders, all of our fathers, all of our kings together under one king who is Jesus is exactly what we want to have our building be used for. We'll give it to you for free. Huge, huge. So we have it for free. For three days, we can do whatever we want with it. We can sleep in it. We can uh, ZNBC, which we only have one TV station in Zambia. ZNBC is how you speak to the whole nation. They came to us. They said, if you're bringing all of our fathers together um, for three days, you own ZNBC for three days. We want every single person to see their king, their chief, worshiping the king of kings, who's Jesus. Huge. Huge. Guys, revival happening. And it's, it's not just happening over in Africa, but it's, it, it's happening here in America too. And it starts here today. And it just takes us getting out of our comfort zone and saying, Lord, I'll give everything to you. I want to see our nation turn for you. I want to see my school give their lives to the Lord. I want to see my, my, my city give their lives to the Lord. I want to see my state, my country in, in full revival, in full surrender to you, Jesus. And, and that's our heart, and that's what we're seeing. But it must start, like, this is what's happening in Africa, but this must happen in the U.S. It must happen in the U.S. We have to, we we, we can come and consume and be filled up here at church, but we have to go out and bring revival to our area. Guys, the U.S. is ripe for revival. It's so ripe for revival. And it starts with, we're seeing our leaders give their lives to the Lord. Um, maybe Tyler, maybe we can, we can come back up. I want to just maybe close this service of, of, of just praying for, for, for our people, for our area to bring revival. And, and most of all for our leaders, you know, here we're just seeing massive revival with our leaders and what's happening in Africa isn't just in Africa. There's just some water separating what's happening in Africa between what's happening in America. It's nothing like what we can see. We can see revival in our leaders here in the U S as well. So let's just, let's take some time. Let's gather, let's find a leader in your life, whether it's, it's a pastor or a father or, or somebody that you look up to. And let's gather around our leaders in this room tonight, today. And let's, let's just pray and lay our hands on them and, and pray for the Holy Spirit to give, give our leaders wisdom and the, to guide our leaders and accountability and, um, and to, to steward revival in our country. Amen. So... How do we want to do this? Just, just, just group up. Yeah, let's let's group up and then and then we'll, we're gonna then we'll go into worship. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's group up, guys, and and just pray for, for our leaders.